Welcome in to another episode of the Real Estate Minute Show. In the past, we've talked a lot about alternate real estate investments besides just buying a house and flipping it for investment or buying a duplex, multifamily property, taking the risk of ownership. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fantastic. I love it. I've done it a lot. Uh, you should do it. There's another way to get involved in the real estate business, and that is through mortgage notes, residential mortgage notes. We've shared a little bit. I've kind of dabbled in some of the discussion on that. Some of the writings I write on every Wednesday, I kind of talk a little bit about that as an alternative. I've been building uh, a little residential uh, mortgage portfolio for the last couple of years, hoping to keep building it. I love that business um, because I really I have no bills to pay. I have no risk of owning the home. I'm the lender. So I get a lot of questions on, well, how do I get started? I don't know where to start. I agree. A couple of years ago, when I was getting started in this, I've done loans and things and been involved in commercial real estate for many, many years. But doing these small residential mortgage loans, where do you go to find these things? Or how do you underwrite them? And do I get titled? Do I read documents? Do I talk to the owner of the home? Because I'm going to be their lender. How in the hell is this all work? And I'm, I'm in the middle of building a course. I'm about halfway done. That's going to be a real quick course. that walks you through A to Z, how to do it, where to go get it all, and all the resources for it. And most of this stuff is super cheap or free. Okay, I mean really cheap or free, which is a good thing especially if you're getting started, the cost of entry into this business is really low. I mean, like zero to start. Um, so uh, that's forthcoming if I can get my ass off the ground. But people always say, well, how do you analyze these things? Because you know how to analyze a real estate investment, for instance. You look at uh, property taxes, insurance, expenses, like utilities, uh, trash maintenance, reserves for this and that, all that kind of stuff, management, um, less the property's income, and you come up with a number. Uh, and you make XYZ on it. That doesn't happen with investing in notes. You have one expense, and that is someone to service the loan for you, meaning collect the payments and send you what's left. Send them notices if they're in default and let you know, do you want to sue them and take the property back? That's a company that's called a servicing agent. I have one. Most people do. You could do it yourself. It's super cheap. That's it. That's the only bill that I pay every month on these notes. And I don't even pay it. They take it out of my payment that I get. So it's, it's really can be as low maintenance as you want, as passive as you want, or as active as you want. You could stay in it day to day. That's why I love it so much. So I'm going to just briefly, I mean, literally like a few minutes, just fire through my analysis sheet that I built for myself uh, that I use for every deal. It's something that's it's to show you how easy it is and people ask me how do you analyze these things well this is how you do it okay so I'm gonna switch my screen around so you can check it out all right so this is my note investment analysis sheet I use it for every deal that I buy and every deal that I help somebody else buy um, it's just an Excel sheet that I had built so it's like super formulas and all this kind of stuff uh, this is a particular deal. I thought it'd be interesting to just put a deal in here as of yesterday uh, March 27th it's a deal that I'm buying uh, in Arlington, Texas. Let me start here. This, the way I break up the analysis on this, four sections. Property information, general information about the property, right? Loan information about the senior loan and or second loan, if there is a second loan. Uh, some notes you can put up here. Uh, property loan valuation, this is just different sources I go to to get what they think the value of the property is and then I average it. Uh, this is the loan to value, meaning this is the senior loans, uh, loan to value, the second loan, if there's any loan to value, this is the total loan to value. This is the price they want for it. Uh, this is what I want to pay for it. Um, so I can kind of tease how my return. Uh, this is the cost to buy it. Generally, that's what it about cost me. Sometimes it's about a thousand to $1,500. Uh, 
this is what my servicing costs, $30 a month. Remember I mentioned that servicing agent, that one bill? 30 bucks a month per loan, that's what I pay, super cheap. And this is the uh, payment every month, uh, less the servicing cost, so this is what I'm getting, okay, net. And this is my return. So this particular loan is getting me a 14.5% return, principal and interest included. Amazing, right? I love this business. So let me run through this real fast with you. So there's really two things you start with when you're buying a loan, okay? What position is it and what's the status of it? The position is, am I buying a senior loan, which is the first mortgage, or am I buying a second loan, which is a HELOC, a second mortgage? Sometimes you'll see a third, a fourth, a fifth. Don't touch them. That's my recommendation. I don't touch those. Man, unless, the, unless I get my money back in like three months, uh, those are the first to die off. Um, I just don't touch those. They're super, super risky. Uh, the next one is loan status. Is it performing or non-performing? All that means is performing is they're paying. Uh, non-performing means they're in default. So I know what I'm buying. If it's a non-performing loan, usually the returns are even higher because there's more risk. If it's performing, it's a little less. Okay, so that's just to know. The fancy thing about my little sheet here, I made this little fancy function on it, and that is that if I'm buying the senior loan, which I am in this case, it blocks out the, the information you, for you to insert on the second loan. It just blocks it out automatically. Likewise, if I'm buying the second loan, it scratches out the second the senior loan stuff just so you don't enter information there. Uh, just a fancy little piece. So here's what I, I just entered the information. Here's the address, the county, the owners of the property, and I get all this from the seller. I'm not going to get into that now. This is when they bought the property. This is when they did the loan, by the way, so you could see it's purchase money. Okay. This was the property purchase price. This was the loan when they bought it. So they have some equity in there. Not much, but some. Single family residence, bedroom and bathroom counts, square footages, when it was built, the taxes, parcel number, the rent. I look for the rent because if I'm a lender, and this, remember, you're a lender here. You're not buying a property. You're buying the loan. So I'm their lender, which means if they stop paying, this is what I think I can rent it for. I have somebody that drives by the house, takes pictures and all that kind of stuff before I decide I'm buying this loan because I want to find out if it's standing, if it's just a piece of shit falling apart. I want to make sure somebody's actually living there and taking care of the house, okay? And remember I said things are super cheap. That cost me $45 to have somebody do that. I mean, we're talking small numbers here. All right, so that's the first section, just property information. Second one's the loan information. In this case, again, I'm buying the senior loan, uh, and the UPB is short for unpaid principal balance. So this is what the balance is on the loan right now. This is what it started out at, at 134. It's now 88. Uh, again, they placed it when they bought the house, and it's a 30-year loan, so it's up at this point. The interest rate is uh, decent, 8.375. It's funny because that's like super high back in the day, but now it's like pretty close to market. Uh, and this is what they pay me, principal and interest every month. That's a fixed payment, okay? Next section is property valuation. Again, like I mentioned, these are the different sources, various sources to go to. Some are trustworthy, some are garbage. Zillow is always off. Uh, some of these are a bit better, like Redfin and Realtor are a little bit better than Zillow. If there's an appraisal, that's great. There's also some other areas here that are way more um, uh, reliable, uh, which we get into in the course when that's done. But this averages what the market thinks the property's worth, 311. The loan is 88, property's 311. The next section is loan to value, okay? Which if you've ever bought a house and you've talked to a lender, they say, I can't loan you more than 80%. 90% maximum. That's your loan to value, which means you're putting up 20% when you buy it. I'm sure you're aware of that if you bought a house. That's the same thing here. Uh, so right now the house is worth 311. Uh, he owes 88 on it. 28% loan to value. Super, super low risk, right? I mean, if the property goes under, I take it back. I'm going to flip this house at a bargain for 275 just to sell it. 
and uh, my loan's only 88. So there's another way to make huge amounts of money in this if they default. I don't want anybody to default. I just want to collect my money on the loan. But if they do, there's a great exit on that uh, because of the low loan to value. The cool thing about this sheet is a little side note, and I don't want to keep you too much longer. It's got this little red light, green light here, which is really helpful for me because my attention span is for shit. But if my unpaid principal balance, let's say, is much higher, like 300,000, and the loan is three, uh, the value is 311, I'm getting real close to 100% loan to value, right? So watch what happens. If I get above, I have this set so that if I get above 75% loan to value, it triggers a stop sign into my head. I don't like deals that are over 75%. I really look at them much more closely because there's a lot less room for failure. And it automatically triggers the red light of riskier LTV. If I go back to where it was before, it goes to good LTV. So that's just my stop sign, um, which is super helpful and will be helpful for you if you use this. Um, this is what they're the last investment analysis, most important part of the sheet. Once you get the stuff entered, they were asking 83. I agreed to pay them their asking price, which is pretty rare for me, but I'll tell you why. Uh, this is what it cost me to buy the loan, meaning the guy to drive by, title report, some escrow fees, etc. It's about right. It's about what it cost me. So I'm all in at 84 and a half thousand on the loan. My servicing costs, like I mentioned, is $30 a month or 360. And if I take this payment, I'm getting subtracted from the 360 costs. That's my only cost. No taxes. No insurance, no trash, none of that stuff you're used to. This is my net I get on a monthly basis. I get 12276 a year on a monthly basis from my servicer, which is a 14.5% return. Amazing return. Now, if I bought a property with this $83,000, which oddly enough, you could do out in the South, um, and I rent it out for nineteen seventy six a month, okay, I might be getting four or 5% return on it, maybe 6% if I'm really crushing it on this. Now I have, but I have property ownership expenses. If a sewer line breaks, got to pay for it or go to the insurance company, which increases my premiums. If something happens, I got to fix that. The roof caves in, I got to put a new roof on, all that kind of stuff. I don't take any of that risk as long as they're current. And I get a 14.5% return, which is about three times what it would be if I was buying the house itself. Okay. Um, if I take back this house, I'm going to make a huge amount of profit as long as they don't burn it down um, between the 311 and the 88, for instance. So this is what the sheet looks like. That's the noodling I go over. Um, I'm at a point now where I just enter this stuff in four seconds and it spits it out. So in 10 minutes, I have it totally analyzed and you will too if you're interested. So anyway, sorry that went a little too long, but some of the people have been wanting to look, see what that looks like, uh, what that sheet looks like, what the underwriting looks like and how they don't trust me how simple it is. That's how simple it is. All right, have a great week, and uh, we'll get into a new topic next week, something a little bit more less financial maybe.